Welcome to the Positive Star Wars Monthly Senate Podcast. Looky, looky, Simitai. Decent Jedi arriving. obligatory contingent. Joining me at the other side of the pond is Ron, Ryan, Chris and Ricky. Hello. And uh, as ever we will be discussing all things Star Wars for the next couple of hours, including some of the latest episodes of The Bad Batch since uh, we were here last month. Have a look at the Star Wars Visions thing which is coming up and some High Republic discussions coming up a little bit later, roughly in that order, but no guarantees because we have been known to go off on tangents. But as ever, to start things off, we will discuss briefly, as briefly as one can, our Star Wars consumption since last month. And we'll go around the table one at a time. And the first person appearing in my list this time round is Ron. Hello and greetings, fellow senators. My brief uh, little foray into Star Wars happened into a small little weird shop. It was like a catch all kind of shop, whatever, and picked up something called Pulp Heroes Snapbots. I have never seen these things before, so instantly and automatically had to pick them up. Um, I threw a couple of uh, snap uh, pictures I found on the internet of these guys. Neat little things, neat little like paper thing. I haven't opened one up yet, but it, it like starts flat. And then apparently when you open it, somehow it sort of snaps up and has maybe like a hex bug or something in it that it sort of vibrates or walks forwards or backwards. I'm not quite sure. They were cool. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. So they, they, they were a neat little find because I have just in all my travels and, and looking, th- I've never seen those out in the wild anywhere. I don't believe they're new because the type of store I was in is kind of like a closeout type of place. Um, so uh, that's my little fun little bit of foray into the Star Wars uh, world uh, this past month. I have little uh, Lego movie two guys that are like that that you build but they're they're miniature they're they're really tiny yeah these yeah you don't build them they they just uh, look like they come out of the package and and are ready to play Uh, with but anyway they're they're like a like a hard plastic kind of thing yeah maybe like a hard card stock uh cardboard that looked to me and they're no taller than uh maybe two maybe six inches tall maybe I i don't even think they were quite that tall in between three and three quarter and six inch figure um they look neat so, yep, definitely definitely picked up all that they had. Right. Simple enough. Enjoyable. Something Star Wars and on clearance. That's that's my kryptonite. That's my recast. <laughs> yeah, the tag yeah, the tagline is the next generation of 3D collectibles. I'm not sure what the first generation was, but Funko you know, Pops. funny funny <laughs> blockheads and you know, I didn't I meant to look and and I just recently picked these up or whatever and with everything going on. And I meant to look to see what sort of date was on the packaging to see what sort of timeline because um, it's all core characters i don't see anybody um from from any of the sequel trilogies or anything obviously core characters sell whatever so i don't know how long these have been been around or a part of things whatever but uh, a fun addition to the collection for sure well at least since disney took over so i can see disney on one of the uh packaging uh, oh well so there you go yeah that'll definitely do it you found a disney logo on something yep i can see one on it 
near it says near the star bottom Star Wars by R two D two. This is Disney logo on it. So yeah, between that and Bad Batch watching, uh, binging and the like, uh, that's my month. Very good, very good. Okay, and uh, next in the order is Ryan. All right, what I've done the past month is uh, I went to a comic convention this a uh, couple weeks ago, and I was able to find Star Wars uh, or Infinities. What is it? Yeah, it's, oh, Infinities. Yeah, where it's pretty much just a. Uh, a bunch of what if stories on Star oh, Wars. Yeah, I've been yeah. searching for them for a long time because I had no idea they existed until people are like, you know, what's some great what if stories from Star Wars? And then I see a lot of people post, well, there's comics based on it. So I was able to find um, from the New Hope series uh, two, three, and four. Trying to find issue one was a little bit more difficult, so I snapped and I just bought the entire trade paperback for like two bucks. I found it on a online thrift store so now i read all that and that's pretty interesting to see the kind of george's original ideas were luke isn't a girl in this they they didn't go that far but the suits are all different you know Lacan has like a big beard and uh you know how the droids looked all smooth and futuristic and chewbacca looks like a horrible sea monster instead but yeah it's interesting to read uh all these what if stories based on that is that the one uh, where they brought darth maul back initially right we had the spider. Light. I don't know. This is this oh. issue only takes place around New Hope. Oh, OK. So it's kind of that alternate story. And I believe uh, Leia. Oh, yeah. Now I remember I'm just starting to come back to me. But Leia ended up joining Vader. And instead of Luke running off of Dagobah, he decided to stay and listen to Yoda and train. So it's almost like Empire didn't happen. And it's so he stayed on Dagobah for five years and trained. Uh, and then he goes and, you know, fights and they team up and they get baited. You know, something like that kind of merges together. But uh, that wasn't extremely memorable. Yeah, I know Leia goes to the dark side very strangely. She's just like, OK, yeah, sure. OK. And I'm like, ah, that's weird. But uh, yeah, I think that I love what if stories in every direction. Stories and what contents were was to to just, you know, to sell some comic books and use the Star Wars name and characters we love and just go wild off on tangents of, yeah, things, things like that. You know, nothing that it was just just great comic book fodder. But yeah, nothing from a story standpoint, like you were talking with Ricky with uh, Maul and the spider legs. It kind of was trying to explain things. They were just truly what ifs um, like a, um, almost those you pick your own adventure type of things and say, well, let's see if I picked this adventure where, you know, Leia does choose the dark side and what happens kind of thing. Yeah, so I'll definitely keep my eyes out for I know there's a Empire version also. So but um, I'll definitely keep my eyes out for more of those because those are fun. It would be a fun way to um, take those on because, right, all the stories are captured in that one book. This the trade that I only found was for the new hope. So yeah, I'll just have to look out for the other ones. Yeah. But I did get like the art of. So, you know, that was one of the comics that I picked up. But yeah, it was it's good stuff. Like I said, I'm a big fan of what if stories because they're all self-contained. So I think those are great. Other than that, it's been continuing the High Republic, and I started the Rising Storm, and I have completely wrecked through that book, and I am uh, maybe 50 pages from the end right now. So and that's where I've been with just pushing as hard as I could to try to squeeze some other books in. Rising Storm came, and I've been able to just keep up on it. And, you know, as long as I just throw my phone across the room so it's not a distraction, I'll sit there and read for a while. 
So and it's been working. The book out is a good book. Very well. That you've burned that quickly because it's a good story, or you're a fast reader, or it's it's engaged you and kept you. That that I has am you far. <laughs> I am far from a fast reader. All right. So, so it's been a good story. especially cool. I'll I'll read it before bed and then you know i'll forget where i'm at the book will close lose my page you know i'll try to read it at lunch at work or like on the weekend if i'm not doing anything if the wife's at work i'll read it for like an hour but you know i gotta say i like not i'm not talking about it at all but i can't remember the author of flight of the jedi but i liked his style of writing better but gavin scott he's still good he's wrote a lot of star wars books it's taking me a little bit longer to read it because i know it's going to be so long before we cover it that uh I, I went backwards through the entire book and wrote notes on every single chapter. So I had to catch up in like 30 chapters where I just flip through and look for bullet points to govern things. Cause I'll be so far done with the book. And next I'm going to move on to, from a certain point of view, empire strikes back, which are like some of my favorite books. Yeah, cool. That's it. Right. Okay. All right. We will move along as uh, the stormtroopers said, in new hope, moving on, moving on. And next is Chris. Hey there. So I think that the last time I had mentioned that a buddy of mine and I have been sort of book clubbing three different trilogies, so to speak, or three different Star Wars series, uh, we're hopscotching between them. And I think last time I had just finished Light of the Jedi. And in the last month, I did the uh, second of the three Alphabet Squadron books uh, on audio. Uh, which is Shadowfall. And I really have to admit, I just did not care for it. I didn't like it. Um, had a lot of problems with it. Um, I'm hard, I'm having a hard time pointing at like exactly what the problem was. Uh, I don't know if it was the writing style or the reader's style, but I, I just felt like I was not engaged as much as most of the other Star Wars books. And I keep hearing that the third book is a big payoff. So I'm doing it just to sort of see what happens by the third book. But the second book seemed like a disappointment to me. But uh, I did just start Into the Dark, and I feel like it's been like a, a palate cleanser already. I'm only about an hour in, but I mean, I've loved everything that Claudia Gray has written for Star Wars so far, and it just feels so refreshing to return to her style and her abilities to convey characters and things like that. So um, I know that I'm behind where you guys want to be in terms of discussion, so... I'm still going to do Into the Dark before Rising Storm, because I guess in theory that's the order, even though Into the Dark isn't part of the direct mainline High Republic series. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And then after that, I'll after Into the Dark, I'll, I'll hopscotch back to um, the uh, third of the um, Thrawn books when it's available. I think it's coming soon, right? September? I can't remember. I, I have no idea. Yeah, but there is someone coming in, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, yeah right. that's all part of his plan of course yes right right exactly <laughs> so, and then aside from the the audiobook uh this bad batch i've been following which we'll talk about i know and then i have made more really good progress on that project that i mentioned last time which is um creating some uh, narration out of alec guinness's voice um oh, that's yeah. been really really fun and i've made some really great headway with that so i'm excited about that we could have an exclusive one month. Exclusive for all our listeners. All. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Um, Ricky, you're one. Hello. Um, let me see what happened since last month. Oh, I finally got through Ewok Season 2, which was delightful. Well, uh, you deserve a medal. 
Yes, yes. It was, uh, even my daughter was like done with it. <laughs> 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 now, the first season was great, second season, not so much. But, um, yeah, so we moved on that. We did try to watch Droids. We watched like the first episode and we weren't having it. So we'll probably visit that later. Um, and so we did start watching um, Return of the Jedi, <clears throat> which is next in our uh, marathon. And then between that and uh, I did finish Into the Dark finally. And then I did pick up Rising Storm. And then I'm like five chapters. I think I'm on chapter five or six right now. And then probably going to try to pick up uh, Race to Crash Point Tower today. Uh, so my, my daughter wants to read that one. So she uh, she says she wants to read it so I can uh, she can tell me what, what happens in it. But yeah, I mean, it's been pretty. Oh, and I beat Fall, uh, Jedi Fallen Order finally. So I've been finishing some stuff up this past month. So yeah, so yeah, that's pretty much been it. I uh, haven't really got any. I don't believe I picked up any collectibles besides uh, I got a couple of those little um, miniature lightsabers with those little tiny figures in them. Have you guys seen those? They usually I have them not. like at GameStop or something like that. Yeah, they uh, they're these little like half an inch um, little plastic figures and it's a little fake um, lightsaber that you can just hang up somewhere in close. So I have I have tons of those. Um, but yeah, they come well, like I think those, or whatever squishies. They're, but they're little hard little figures. It's it's yeah, it's weird. I guess you you can collect them all. I, I have tons of them now. I mean, I have like Chirrut and Bays and I think I got like a a see-through green Yoda this time, which was one of the special ones I guess you can get. But yeah, those are always fun. And then uh yeah, that's pretty much it. That that just been trying to finish and wrapping up stuff this month. So trying to keep up with you guys and reading the higher public. <laughs> oh, I did uh, pick, I didn't pick up any more comic books, but I did go back and, uh, and read um, a couple of the issues that I hadn't yet, which I'm kind of glad I waited till after reading into the dark because it had spoilers for the book in there. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty oh. much been it. yeah. Yeah. Like it recaps the, the issue number four, I think it is of, uh, yes. The Marvel higher public, like recaps into the dark, like in like two panels. Wow. Yes, we. I think we've mentioned that somewhere. We mentioned that. Um, At last week, I think and, we were and some of the live, yeah. some of the uh, questions that that brings up. That I should read that again. Actually, now that uh, I've had time to digest into the dark, because I remember first reading that bit in the comment. I was like, "Did I? I'm sure this this doesn't seem anything like the book I just read." Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I need to read it again and uh, and see exactly. Uh, Definitely like a certain point of view thing going on there with that. Well, they were telling a slightly different. They were telling a slightly story from the, yeah, probably from a different yeah. uh, point of view, perhaps. Yeah, I, I need to look at it again and to remind myself exactly what it what it said. Okay, righto. Well, as ever, I go last, and I'm always the quickest one on this one because uh, I'm not a collector as per se, but I did buy the Audible of the Rising Storm. And uh, I made a very quick start to it in the first couple of days, and then I uh, lost my mojo and uh, didn't read it for several days afterwards. So I lagged a little bit, but I think I'm around about chapter 12 at the moment. And bizarrely, because uh, Ryan had said this after he'd already done it, I had started making notes when I was reading it for some reason. (laughs) I decided to make notes. So I got a couple of sentences for each chapter as I was going along. I don't know why I did it. But I think I did it because I was going to write a, a little blog post about it uh, for people who maybe like myself who beforehand just couldn't be bothered to read stuff but want to know what happened. I thought I might write a blog post at the at the end and uh, and just see who it goes for this book. I don't know I'll do it for every book because it's quite a it's quite a tie in some respects. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. But it's really it's just a it's just a like uh, it's not. After everything which happens in the it's just like you know 
I summarise it in my way and then and just give a little bit of thoughts and like, oh, I wonder if this is leading to blah, blah, blah. But, you know, just two or three sentences per chapter and there's like 70 odd chapters in it. So that adds up to quite a long spiel by the time you finish the book. Well, I'll see where it goes. I don't know if I'm going to do it every time round because I say it's a bit time consuming. And I did also buy the audio book. What's it called? Race to Race to Point Tower. Crash Point Tower, yeah. I bought that because bizarrely, as soon as it came out in the UK, they had it for half price in Audible in the UK. So I thought, I'm going to get this now. So I bought that. Obviously, I haven't listened to it yet. And as we know, there's another one coming out in uh, in about two or three weeks. So that would be something like that, yeah. That'd be our three main books for this section, I think, of new, apart from the comics, of course. I think that's it's about three books each one, isn't it? I think there was last time around. Um, yeah, there was three. Yeah. So Light into the yeah into the dark and the other one. Yeah, test of courage. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's pretty much. The oh, you started, you you caught up on the bounty hunter one too, didn't you? Those comics. Oh my god, that is really doing for dyslexic. That is really doing my head in because they put War of the Bounty Hunters sort of label on top of so many different comics that tie into the main series. <laughs> I honestly didn't know if I was coming or going or what order I was supposed to be reading anything in. And then I thought I'd read issue one because you all going on about big reveal. And it, as it turned out, I thought I read issue one. I was going, oh, nothing, nothing happens that significant in this. And then I realised I hadn't read issue one. I read the prelude. Oh, uh, oh they done my head in for. I'm still doing one, my head one in. One of like, several, one of several preludes. Yeah, and I there's, think, still, there's a lot of preludes. There is literally every series that's going on has done a prelude, isn't it, or a tie-in to it. Uh, yeah, I think this is probably where digital mag comics, that whole digital thing, really lets you down because it's hard to sort things properly on your apps. Whereas if you've got the physical magazines in front of you, you can lay them out and you can see how things. You know, it's a bit. I imagine it's a bit easier. I would imagine having the physical ones in front of you to sort things in order and keep series together. Whereas on the app, it's just everything's just all over the place. If you have a folder of like War of the Bounty Hunters, it probably lumps all six issues or whatever, plus the standalone all together in there, all the series. And it's I'm sure it's it's a lot like there's going to be 30 or 40 issues. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to get wrapped up in that because it's only the main story that probably has all the main Mm. information. Everything else is just like. Here's what's going on with him. Why this is going on? I'm like, oh, oh so they do, they're doing kind of like a Marvel Civil War thing where everything like ties into it. Is that what they're? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Every single Star Wars book is right now completely wrapped around it, except for High Republic. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind discussing that uh, that series a little bit. If that spoiler, if everyone's fine with it. <laughs> well, in some respects, it's all happened, isn't it? Because all that bit yeah. between uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, really. Um, I haven't got the second issue yet, which I'm surprised because it's feel like it's been over a month. So, of War of the Bounty Hunters. I think that's also where digital copies let me down is I, I lose the because the app the app groups things by what you purchased, what you downloaded, or what you've read. It doesn't group things by series. So oh, that's I get, terrible. I get, and I get really confused at where I am and what I'm on, what I've got to read next, and all that kind of stuff. So plus, do you guys know what? You know, because my comic book shop is always sold out of the Star Wars stuff. So, like, what digital uh, website or, or what would you... Because I know they're not on the Marvel. Because um, I was subscribed to Marvel Unlimited for a while, and I did not find any of the High Republic stuff I think the there. Unlimited's six months behind, I think. Ah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, wow. that's the thing with the stream. Like, DC and Marvel, 
because they want the floppies to sell. So they'll mm. wait several months for actual issues to show up. But usually it's like, I don't use digital. I'm not really a fan of digital. Yeah. I guess I'm a fan of 10 long comic boxes stored in another room, taking up a huge amount of space. I don't know why, <laughs> but um, like it's, yeah, so they I'd, have I'd rather have the hard copies too. But yeah, my comic book shop's always out of all the ones I want to read. So I'm like, well, I think like Comicology is kind of the main one. They merge. Okay. So, yeah, they merge with them and they get things day one. So. Okay. I think you yeah. can take out a Marvel subscription or something with Comicology. It's really confusing. I, oh. I yeah, I thought they did team up with somebody. Yeah, they do team up a bit. But the IDW stuff is Comicology first. I, from what I can tell, it's the only way I can get the IDW stuff is through. Comics on the G. Can't you at a comic book store do a subscription thing or whatever, or a pull where they pull it for you and 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 ensure that you don't miss anything? Isn't that what? It, isn't that the terminology? Yeah, it's a pull. It's a pull. That's what I say. Add it to my poll. So, yeah. So yeah, but I, def- I would definitely do that with the main series. The other ones, you just want to flip through and like, if it looks good, you'll pick it up. I'd probably forget sure. and like have like ten copies, of ten issues sitting there. <laughs> I am trying to get all the High Republic ones, so that might be a good thing for me to do. But Y'all definitely point, I, think, I think I'm behind, though, at this point. I think I only have issue... What are they on, six now? Cause I'm on, yeah, six just came out this past yeah. week, yeah. Okay. Six is the current one. I might have to do that, because those I do want to try to get the uh, the actual paper copies of those. Oh, yes. the other uh, side note for pushing comics. Do you guys read Walking Dead at all? I'm behind on that too. <laughs> I, well, I buy like the TPVs sort of, of those. It's coming. It's coming to an end, isn't it? Didn't I read? Well, I know, the like comic. the series, the comic ended a while ago. But yeah, just as like a side note, Image teamed up with Skybound, and they're releasing all sorts of like smaller stories. And there's a story that runs between all the issues, and it's like it's called Rick Grimes 2000. But the only reason it makes me think of Star Wars is because he gets. There's this, I think it was issue 75 of the original Walking Dead. They get oh, kidnapped yeah, I know. by aliens. Yeah, by aliens, yeah. Well, this is, this is a story. Yeah, it's because I believe it was either Kirkman. He's like, if we ever make it to there, uh, I'll just throw aliens in for fun. Well, he made it 75, and they wrote a very small, kind of unconnected and it was uh, alien story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now this celebrating 10 years of Skybound they're having a story of Rick Grimes versus aliens. And the reason I bring it up now is because uh, he, his main weapon is a lightsaber. So oh. he has like oh, an extendable God. fist and a lightsaber to slice through these aliens and all these zombies. And uh, it's Ryan Otley art, which I'm a huge fan of. And he's so heavy on the gore. It's great. But just if you see the cover, it's Rick Grimes in this crazy suit holding this lightsaber, kind of like Luke. And it was just really funny. I, I picked it up just because I'm like, well, he's got a lightsaber. So wasn't I guess that the uh, wasn't that the treatment that Zack Snyder um, <laughs> did for Lucasfilm, and now he's making it on Netflix? <laughs> I heard he was doing something. I heard he was doing that, but I didn't read anything on it because I'm like the internet's so full of Snyder I'm just stuff. Right zombies now, and like, Star Wars and <laughs> yeah. Is there no trademark on infringement on any of that? Or they just it's you would think for a lightsaber? But I've like, seen you know I've seen so well, many different video game stuff and like cartoons where they have laser swords but there's like some slight variation that's not exactly a lightsaber like you know so i don't know I, yeah i don't know where the trademark ends and begins for for lightsabers they do pop up probably the biggest thing is going to be sound design that none of those things are going to have you know yeah they, 
they infringe upon sound design and yeah that's where they get in trouble but the the look and feel of some sort the swords have been around forever so a laser sword a flaming sword and how to train your dragon any of those things you know all of that's the look of it's going to be like you say uh, tweaked here and there but nobody's going to have that sound and, and not not be infringing upon something so the only good thing about um well only, not the only good thing the good thing about digital um comments has been that it's got me into the star wars comics and so it's achieved that aim and so i'm i'm very grateful for the fact that there are digital comics but it's actually led to a strong temptation or a divergence in the in my force in terms of what i said about collecting things in the past um in that i'm thinking about buying some physical <laughs> copies oh, now in, in volumes when they you know they get the volumes of um of series and stuff um yeah so, i am uh, enjoying the higher public one that that has been pretty good and especially like you there's like so much little tidbits in there like did you know that the uh, turned oceans can regrow limbs like that's, that's no <laughs> yeah. what not, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> mentioned in light of the jedi yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's mentioned everywhere like a million times in just, the republic. just a few times <laughs> you might see it and future books that you're reading i'll just say that now you might oh, hear about God. it again so. that and chain codes like those two things chain codes right? it's chain always like it reminds me it's like when you watch anything and they have that recap at the start yeah we have that recap at the start previously on blah 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 and they recap all these random things they why are they recapping all these things purely because they're going to bring it back up in the episode yeah. so you know why they're recapping it it's like well, stop with the recap you just spoiled the whole episode <laughs> you know yeah. exactly where you've got to go now. Yeah. That always annoys me. Like it happens with Marvel shows. Like yeah, I'll be the, watching the this. Like here's like a recap. That. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that since like episode two. So I know you're gonna cover that that you just yeah, said. Exactly. You're the answer on it. Like why are they showing this random clip from Thor two? Like, you know, like oh, that's why. <laughs> from ten years ago. What is showing yeah. us this? Oh yes, that person who we thought was dead ten years ago is is alive. Thank you for that spoiling that one. Right. Okay, right, let's move it on, move it on. Start looking back at the Bad Batch episodes since the last time we were here together. And which there's been one, two, three, five. four, five. Yep, yeah. I'm just counting because... Uh, we should probably uh, throw down the spoiler alert if anyone's behind on Bad well, Batch. Spoiler warning! Spoiler warning! Spoiler warning! Like now, we've spoiled about half of 101 things already since we got to here, but yeah. If you haven't watched any of the Bad Batch up until the last one a couple of days ago, prepare to find out what happened. So the first, I shall shall recap what it says on Wikipedia. Other information sites are available. And the episode seven of the season one was Battle Scars, which is basically the one where we saw Captain Rex. And the synopsis, well, the synopsis recap from that one was... After the phonia to return with the tactical droids data, Sid tells the Bad Batch they need to go do a big job to pay off their debt to her. They are interrupted by Trace and Rapper's mysterious client, their old friend Captain Rex, who is alarmed to learn the Bad Batch have yet to remove their inhibitor chips, like he has. They go to Bracca, a starship graveyard planet controlled by the Scrapper Guild, and sneak into an old Jedi cruiser to use their medical bay. Rekka's agitation activates his chip, and he attacks his teammates, but he's subdued and the chip removed. Well, oh, they broke that one down quickly. Rex takes his leave once the extractions are completed. As they say goodbye, Hunter is seen by members of the Scrapper Guild. Dum, dum, dum. I can barely remember I, it now. But I did like Clean Brocco, though. 
um, from the video game. That, that was pretty awesome. One of the things about that episode, while we did get to Captain Rex very quickly, you know, there was mm. there was the the this show before there was a well, who were they were talking to and we speculated and speculated and That's Rex wrong. was yeah. one of them thrown out there. But the way they they introduced him in the bar, it said was very very cool and um you know he's he's kind of under the cloak, but you could see his armor, a, a brief uh, piece on his arm, so you know kind of gave it away to those that had been watching for a long time. So that was very cool and and one of the best parts that I really remember a takeaway from that episode is when rex is talking to the guys at the bar and he's like wait a minute you haven't removed your inhibitor chips yet and he freaks out and he's going for his gun and hunter's like hold on easy slow cat you know and rex has seen you know he's got some ps or ptsd or whatever you know he's seen what happens and he you guys are walking time bombs and you know that was the impetus for the episode but that was that was a very, very well done moment in animation form to really give you some feels and some chills of, of, of the character. If you've watched the Clone Wars for all these years or whatever, you know where you know Rex uh, a lot. So yeah, to see that character uh, in that moment, uh, that was that was very, very well done. Really appreciated watching that. I agree. I, I think my only frustration was when he does remove his hood. Um, they all seem to recognize him, and I mean. All these people, all these faces are the same. So how can they know exactly that that's Rex? I mean, there's basically hundreds of thousands of twins, so to speak. And they got blonde hair. I like it, but yeah, twins recognize twins or whatever. But yeah, he's got it. He still had his armor on, but that, you're true. You're right. Somebody else could be wearing his armor or painted blue, yeah. the same paint scheme, if you would, so to speak. That'd be interesting. A uh, story. Scanned to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a little too convenient for them to be like telling the audience exactly who it is by just being like, oh, yeah, I recognize it's Rex out of uh, hey, Rex. these twins. Yeah. He has that haircut. Plus, I'm yeah. in the ball and walking around <laughs> wherever he was. You know, those guys, too, they walk around the, you know, walk around yeah. kind of out open. And it's, and it's like, well, are, are you guys a, being. He had a poncho on. Like. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did have the poncho on. There was another very, I'm just skipping ahead, but there was a, another very, very cool moment when when it sort of happens to Wrecker and the audio drops out and there's that sort of crystal clear focus in on his head or his eyes or whatever. And, and you just, you know, it was like a like a Jaws moment, like a, I don't know, it was just, it was, it was just a great bit of audio design in, in conveying what just happened. It, it triggered, it happened, it snapped. He's now in Order 66 mode, and oh no, what's going to happen to everybody? So it was so fast. Yeah. It was such a jam-packed episode of, of goodness, visually, audio, and everything, whatever. that you, you know, you as much as I wanted to drug out or would like to have seen more of all of it, I thought it was a very, very well-done episode in that sense. And all the pieces that they use, such a good show. So we're assuming yeah. that because uh, he was taking the chips out of, you know, Bad Batch, that when we see him later in Rebels, that Wolf and Gregor, they probably don't have their chips either, right? Because he, I mean, if he's going to hang around. That's a reasonable, him, yeah, that's yeah. a reasonable. Safe to say, yeah. Yeah. yeah you need that's, to get your chip out call Rex. He knows how to get to it. <laughs> just remind me something I was going to bring up at the time, but totally, totally forgot. I better say it now as I forget again for another month. Because... Um, when Rekka starts going order 66 on us, the, well, I, th- I don't think he said it in this episode. He might have said it in the previous episode, but he starts spilting that good soldiers follow orders thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. the other one said when his, in, in back in the Clone Wars, when his chip started malfunctioning, he murdered a, yeah. a Jedi. And that, why are they saying that sentence? It's part of the, it's part of the programming. Yeah. Of the chip. 
I mean, but is the, the, the chip telling them good soldiers follow orders, repeating these sort of thing, or are they saying that I'm being told an order I don't want to do, but good soldiers follow orders? It's just interesting. Yeah, no, it, just, it seems like it's part groups. of the programming. But who is it that um yeah. in that Clone Wars episode uh, where he yeah. kills that Jedi? He keeps saying it over and over again. Um, I think it's just part of the programming of the chip. It's one of the five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the five. Yeah, I don't think it's. Part I don't think it's part of the programming of the chip. I think it's part of the programming of becoming a clone. Good soldiers follow orders. Yeah, so not that's their the primary mandate. 66, 17, whatever. Good soldiers follow orders. So when they get this crazy order that doesn't that that goes against what they know because they've been following these Jedi Masters around all this time or whatever, they're then in their head, not necessarily because of Order 66, but it's the, oh, wait, I don't want to do this, but Good Soldiers follows orders. The problem with Good Soldiers follows orders is Bad Batch wasn't Good Soldiers. We've talked about this before, whatever, where Crosshair is like all of a sudden now following orders. It's like, wait a minute. You, we, we've mm. been been a bad batch and going out and done our own thing and you know done whatever to get the job done and now all of a sudden he's 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 order following mindset is is elevated as well so it's a bit of a catch twenty two or a bit of a it, it's convenient when it needs to be for the story. Well, it, it did start happening to him like after he bumped his head a few times though. Yes. So that I mean that that might have. Uh... They were definitely foreshadowing. That was very well done, and you you could see it coming, kind of thing. But it happened very quickly. But yeah, you just kind of knew where that was coming, and to get get them all, yeah, get them, get them there. But it'd be interesting story thing moving forward. That now that they know this, and and this gets to a couple later episodes where they started stunning, stunning uh, brothers in arms or whatever. That you know is could could that be a potential story of you stun a bunch of them, remove their chips, and now you have an army to help fight against you know them could that be the why the empire gets away from from clones because the because of their chip could be reprogrammed or pro removed and no longer controlled and now you have an army full of people we, we definitely have some interesting times ahead as to how we get from clones to stormtroopers for sure that's interesting yeah. that would be a strong reason for well, apart from the fact that they cost a lot and they want to use the money for the death stone all that kind of stuff but that would be another reason why not to keep with the clones is that somebody discovered how to reprogram them probably not take the chips out that take a long time but maybe send a new command perhaps to to them to the chip yeah and that's just too much of a liability so they do i don't know maybe there's a self-destruct in that chip as well um mm. I think Palpatine's just, like you said, scared of having something he created turned against him. So, which, well, you know, he, he, he can capture humans and kind of, and again, humans kind of leave, but they won't, his human force of stormtroopers, they won't all gather together to go against Palpatine. Same with droids, or I should say, yeah, same, they won't all gather. There'll be small bands like there was in Rise of Skywalker who turn against, but when the clones turned, they all turned at once. Same with robots. If someone can get you know, the code for the robots, the machines, they will all turn at once. So I, th- I don't know if it's really they might be saying cost, but I think it's really just uh, my personal well, thing. I mean, he he might have to, like, just doesn't want his weapon used against him. He had to. But he's such an end gamer. He's so you know, he has everything. He's so many steps ahead of everybody and has has things. Of, he didn't have an end plan for, you know, after the, clone, the you know, the, the order 66. So th- there can't be some, there has to be more to it than than 
than than cost. And and uh, uh, Palpatine had to have some sort of this can't be news to him. This can't be a surprise to him. That kind of diminishes him a little bit in terms of what you had everything else planned down and otherwise, you know, go your way or, or work out the way you want to. But you, you kind of forgot about this. Oh, crap. Now the clones could be turned against me thing. It just well, yeah, um, they did. They did what that, they needed to do. And then he's like, OK, now I'm ready to, you know, move away well, from that. It's kind of a liability, too. Cause, I mean, because you have like Rex that has it exposed now and the, the Caminoans who, uh, you know, he's kind of making angry. They I mean, who's who's to say one of them's not going to try to blow the lid on it? And it's like, hey, Palpatine had these chips in these clones the whole time so waiting for that, it, you know, to turn against the Jedi. Where it is, Ricky, that's a very cool thought that yeah, he was never expecting it to be exposed. Yeah. Now that it's exposed and now that people know how to take him out, that if he learns of Captain Rex and learns yeah. of people, clones that have taken him out, then he's like, oh, crap, this is a liability. We have got to wipe these clones out because yeah. Yeah. they can either be A, reprogrammed or uh, B, removed. And I will have a whole bunch of clones that will follow orders or otherwise get it and could be a quick organized army because if you could stun the heck out of them remove the chips and explain what's going on you have them on the rebel side so he's got to wipe them out because they're not on the rebel side as we cover up his uh, his dirty deeds you know he's got to you know keep himself out of exposed right yeah Yeah, exposed he wasn't he did mess the the aspect of it being noticed and and that would explain why he'd need to uh, wipe out the kaminoans to to keep it quiet and then yeah, yeah, he doesn't want more clones. Which they're not going to tell the Kaminoans that, you know, that they want to tie up these loose ends, and that's why they're getting rid of the clones. So, I mean, you know, that whole Tarkin talking about the budget might be just a, you know, a little ruse that's there. That's how Tarkin ruse. sees it. Yeah, yeah. Or just how Tarkin sees it. It's like, Tarkin, you got other problems. Focus on the Death Star creation. It's a budgetary thing. But Master Schemer Palpatine is like, yeah, I just don't want them used against me. And I think decommissioned the previous episode uh, kind of blew, you know, kind of opened that whole door for me because it was like, because I always ask, I'm like, why would you get rid of something so simple as robots and not have to worry about training and feeding and all this? And then it makes sense because it's like, oh, because people are learning how to override them and they could turn an army against them. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to humans, you can't turn every human against him immediately. He has so much misinformation and have them relatively all brainwashed from a young age that, yeah, you may lose battalions here and there. But as a whole, the humans will not turn against him. But robots, you can flip a switch and clones. You can say, you know, whatever order order you want to reprogram. And then they're against him. So he's still all about himself. And we still we still don't know what happens to. Well, we still what happens to all these clones at, at the end of their, shall we say, usefulness, because there's certainly not to. There's going to be minutes, it's going to be tens, hundreds of thousands of clones at this at the end of the clone war um, lurking about. And they don't all go off to be retired because otherwise that would be a big well, you don't want to say it plot hole, but that'd be a bit bit of a, a uh, something to uh, what's going on doing the original Trinity, all these... Uh, They're uh, in a Shady of Acres uh, retirement home. Me watching Clone Wars, it certainly seems like they burn through clones like a dime a dozen. Oh, yeah. So I can see yeah, that army diminishing pretty quickly and that whole million on the way then they're just like nah, never mind we don't want them you know type of thing where they yeah, get there, diminished. there is a point like, oh we lost 10 and they're like oh well there so. is a point during the series where they kind of remark that we're running low on clones you know and we don't really have that much of the Django fett dna anymore so you know, they were having like supply issues you know during the war because they were going through them so much so that's a story for another time yeah. a couple episodes you'll get you'll now. get there 
Right. Okay. So we should move along to uh, episode eight, which is entitled uh, Reunion. And that's basically when Crosshair is back again. Um, the Scrapper Guild have um, informed the Empire of the Bad Batch's location. Crosshair is sent. What's he say? Oh, yeah. I forgot all about this. Concerned that Omega or Omega will not return safely, Lama Su hires a second bounty hunter to retrieve the girl. Crosshair cuts the Bad Batch off from their ship. So they attempt to escape through the cruiser's iron agent. It's been a long time since I've read about this. Of course, it's primary school brain. Crosshair pins them inside and has the engine turned on, but they use explosives salvaged from the cruiser's armory to escape. And Crosshair is injured by the engine's ignition. But don't worry, one, he's fine. Hunter and Omega, Omega <laughs> are confronted by bounty hunter Cad Bane, who shoots Hunter in the chest. Don't worry, everybody, he's fine. And kidnaps Omega, Omega. The rest of the group catch up, carry the injured hunter onto their ship, and escape. So, that's the recent. And then for a brief second, I think that Crosshair turns into Dengar, then I remember he was in Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they definitely worked a Dengar vibe in that in that uh, bandaged up uh, bandaged up session or whatever. The the the, the interesting reveal of, of, of Cad Bane was a nice little well kept secret and all that. Great. I, do, I do wonder with the Empire being there, the Scrapper Guild being there. And granted, move along the story and all that, but how did, and he's good, I get it, he's good, but how did Cad Bang manage to get on planet, get off planet sneakily without anybody noticing him kind of thing or whatever? That was a, that was a nice convenient part of the story, but but it was it was, it was was fun to have him introduced as well. Um, and, and, you know, at the end of that, to, to have Omega in peril and Hunter shot um, mm-hmm. made, made for some fun, you know, I'm so glad it's an episodic drop and not a, not a dumpage of the entire series so that you have to you have to deal with it for a week you have to live with that uh that that bit yeah. of a, a suspense um that, that's good old-fashioned tv watching and it's star wars that was that was fun really really i, I know it, yeah I, I think we went over the i don't know steven we were talking about but um the scene where you know they're doing the the old saloon duel you know with uh cad bane and oh yeah and, uh, hunter yeah was that a reworking of the boba fett it did have a lot of the quick edits and, and then back and forth or whatever. Um, uh, I, I can speculate or heard enough speculation. I think maybe they still work that that uh, animatic end that we see Fett somewhere or whatever. So while I think they stole some elements from it, um, I don't think that was completely um, a retelling of that story. Well, they, they that didn't thing, die, but, so. It's just yeah. another Western gun battle, honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah, Plugging I mean, character stealing from that, clearly, right. <laughs> they truly stole from that motif and the quick shots and the hands yeah, and yeah. the eyes, back of the hands and the gun closer and then the quick trigger, you know, it was, it I was, was, I was still hoping before that before it, before they pulled the trigger, somebody was going to say McClunky. I was just waiting for it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, honestly, what's not really um, explored, it's sort of, um, what, the fact that Hunter gets shot is, I mean, Cad Bane's got a really great shot. I mean, Hunter should be dead, really. So either he didn't want yeah. to, or what? What is it about that armor? I mean, because it just, it just, it should be dead, really, Hunter. And I just can't. That's just really not really touched upon after yeah, this. Yeah, that Zillow that Beast armor. Be shot armor. clean in the chest, wasn't it? It's pretty much a chest, and it's just, and he's just there. Oh, 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 oh! I think, I think I pulled a rib. Oh, so that kind of thing. You know, um, you should be shot in the chest, man. At point blank range, pretty much. Um, you should be dead. Um, I don't know why he didn't. Strong grammar, I guess. 
Do you remember your synopsis but a few minutes ago? Don't worry, folks. He survived. He survived. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just strange, though, isn't it? Because you got Crosshair yeah. injured. When Crosshair was clearly not. Well, maybe well, it seems like Blaster had a little battery or something. Not to, not to skip ahead, but you see in the very next episode where Crosshair's yeah, like, yeah. hey, guys, I'm back. And you're like, oh, I guess yeah. you're cool. Yeah, Crosshair, Crosshair, was, Crosshair was injured though because they did that very cool trick of of whatever they did. The, the engine was about to fire, or whatever, and they blew mm. the ring, they blew the nozzle off to to sort of escape or to buy him some time. Yes. I can't remember now specific. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. That, being, that that was another visual takeaway that was gorgeous and a great solution to the problem. You know, it was a neat uh, way for them to escape or whatever to to blow the ring, blow that nozzle and be able to do what they needed set to fire, set fire yeah. to everybody. That was clever. I, mean, that was, yeah. I, I loved that. I mean, there were so many flashbacks to, um, you know, the Force Awakens and Rise of the Sky, Rise of Skywalker inside, mm-hmm. you know, um, derelict ships and that kind of stuff, and the noises and the visuals and the sounds and stuff. It's just uh, pretty gorgeous, as most of Bad Batch has been um, so far. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And stuff. Ryan, on your uh, your first watch of Clone Wars, you're doing. Have you got to any Cad Bane episodes? I don't believe so. I think I just crossed uh, a Hondo, his introduction, and I surprisingly liked him. So oh, Hondo's great. Oh, he's great. To him, he's and then he'll, I'm he'll pop up to, in Bad Batch. Yeah. Oh, I'm at the end of season one right now with uh, okay. Ryloth, which is very confusing. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that the last episode was also of Bad Batch was also about Ryloth. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, and that's the thing. I was like, wait, what am I watching? And it, so it's just a weird coincidence that I happen to be on the, where the Ryloth is being taken over and on the Bad Batch. It's like how Ryloth is being freed. I'm like, oh, and it's the same. It's the okay. same. Sham Sandula. Yeah. You, you had mentioned that in our in our chat like a day or two ago. And I got so excited for you when you said that. I was like, oh, <laughs> I w- yeah, I was very confused. So I hope that I don't because <laughs> I was about to say when you're talking about Cad Bane and I'm like, why is nobody talking about the Hondo showed up? And I'm like, oh yeah, wait, I forgot. I'm bouncing back and forth by <laughs> a decade. A lot. So, and I was yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah it's, it's not in the same thing. How okay. come no one's talking about R2 battling that other dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah. you're gonna be, you're gonna be a good resource going forward or two, whatever, because yeah. they end up back. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen him in a while. You're gonna kind of be fresh with him, or whatever. So there might be, uh, you know, Star Wars and the Star Wars storytelling. There's gonna be one one line, something that gets dropped, something that's a thing, a reference, or something that's like, oh, if you go back to that, it makes sense, or it ties in, or it works, or it adds to a big overall story kind of thing, or whatever. That that be, be interesting to see where we're, where we're at because you are so fresh with it, and yeah, I would like to find the time to go back to yeah. catch up with. Because Ryloth is playing now an even more integral part in in the story that we all know and love because of it's it's been there a couple of times throughout the timeline. So that'll be, yeah, that'll be interesting yeah, yeah. to see where we're at next week or two. Yeah, it, it's funny because you actually be watching it like uh, in prequel format. You're watching like you know the story, and then you're gonna be able to you know kind of go back and say like, oh yeah, that like when you get if you ever get to Rebels, I don't know if you're gonna plan on watching that, but yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty interesting for you. Just imagine us. Yeah, yeah, I might just because it's more story. You just imagine all of us sat on a sofa watching the next episode, you know, it's like friend, the friend, friend style sofa, and we're all sat there watching the episode and stuff, and it happens. And Ryan remembers it from the Clone Wars. He's just watching us, ha, 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 ha. And we're all there, like, hand face, looking at him. What are you what? talking about? What are you talking about? It's what like, happened? Yeah, I just, I'll just, the episodes were just intermingled to me. I'm like, we just talked about Ryloth in the previous episode. I'm like, oh, no, that's the episode I watched before bed last night. Never mind. But I think I Disney has, doesn't Disney have a feature where you can, simulcast with people 
Yeah, yeah no, probably, yeah. yeah. Group viewing, yeah. We can't chat to each other in it, and that's what people wanted, wasn't it? You've been in the chat at the same time and talk and stuff. But you just well, I mean, you sync. can you can video chat while you're watching it in sync. That my my daughter does that with uh with her cousin. Like they'll sync up a movie and then oh, really? they're video chatting while they're watching it. So that's awesome. I never I haven't yeah. seen kids do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't check the credits on the episode, but I don't think the little robot guy was voiced by Seth Green anymore. He sounded uh he sounded he was, different. He was. Was he really? Was that really Seth Green? It was. Oh. I double checked. I, I was curious about that myself because I thought he sounded a bit different, but it was in fact Seth Green that was doing the didn't voice. He, didn't that robot get destroyed guy. like three times already? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So it's the same voice and the same programming, but it's a different like different, hard yeah. copy of the droid. Yeah, Bane always yeah. blew him up all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He keeps dying. He's yeah, he's like yeah. Uh, the reincarnated rabbit droid. Whatever. Oh, that's that's he's, cool that they actually did. Kenny. Screen. Kenny. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh my god, they killed whatever that droid's name oh, is. I don't know. Proto. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe that Seth would give that gig up. You know, he's a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I can't imagine right. really like the, the opportunity to voice that thing over and over again. But yeah, I think it, I think the droid's name is Toto. Yeah, Toto. Toto. Yes. Yes. Do, yeah. Toto. Okay, well, we'll skip along as we'll be here all day. The next the episode after, <laughs> after that was episode nine, Bounty Lost. While chasing after Bane, the Bad Batch learned from tech that Omega, Omega, is an unmodified replication of Jango Fett, making her the only available source for fresh cloning material. En route to the old Kaminoian cloning vicinity on Bora Bayo for her delivery, Omega tricks Bane's droid aid, Todo, into releasing her and is able to signal the Bad Batch. Lama Su sends Tuan Wei to retrieve Omega and orders and orders Nana C to eliminate the girl after extracting genetic samples from her. Concerned for Omega's safety, Nana C sends Fennec to rescue Omega. Sean kills Tuan Wei and deals Bane, allowing Omega to escape and be retrieved by the Bad Batch. Really enjoyed this episode, especially Tuan yeah. was absolutely a hoot in this one. Just Finally some meat and potatoes story it was, good. Great. it was a very visual uh, story but yeah no the meat and potatoes to the story because omega being the Django fett clone yeah. uh being uh, this prime copy that they were trying to redo and i kind of remember at the time there were some timeline issues there because people were speculating her boba fett and the like whatever the kaminoans mm-hmm. don't know that you know when when did they steal dna from Django? because they don't know that he tells boba grab your stuff uh, we're leaving is going to yeah. be the last time they see him. So they're, they they can't at that point in time when when Boba Fett's like 11 or 12 or whatever. So wait, wait, wait before you leave, let us get uh, one more sample of DNA because you're not yeah. coming back. So they don't know he's not coming back. So they would have created her, if you will, so to speak, m- maybe coincidentally right around that time. Sure. But Boba Fett has to be uh, older than, you know, or did they do them both at the same time and kept Omega from Django and Boba? That doesn't really seem to compute. Mm. Yeah, there's some timeline concerns for me with where she's at. And as people want to try to interject, Boba Boba was older, right? He was only 10 or 11 at that point in time. And that's the last opportunity they had any to get some Django Fett DNA because he tells Boba, grab your stuff we're leaving and then he never comes back because so, Mace uh, goes all medieval on him. So when he's running well, around old? with uh Aura Singh and stuff, he's like twelve, maybe? Yeah, yeah. how old is a mega? Right? Yeah. Well right, where is thirteen or fifteen? Yeah, how old is a mega mega? Yeah, oh, if she's fourteen, she fits the perfect age. I mean 
Yeah. Well, when, not enough, so for, she, for what? When was she created? The same time Fat Boba was? She or could you, be, yeah. You just have to years. assume that she's 13. If she's 10, then yeah, it was Didn't later. they capture but if Boba? So this is why this is why I asked this question because people were speculating that Boba Fett might show up in this thing, mm-hmm. but if he does, he would be the same age as Omega. The only way he could be older than her is Omega had to be created closer to the time we see Boba Fett in Attack of the Clone. You know, like like when let's say Boba's ten, so that he has the opportunity to be a little bit older than her. Versus, see, and I, I put Omega around like nine or ten. She seems like she's he's the same age as her. You know, she's a she's a kid, and, and we see kid Boba Fett in in Clone Wars. So they they weren't created. I don't know. I don't know where I know where they are, but there's something there that needs hashed out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like they either waited a year to see if, and I and you know to say it, it's the name was just astonishing. Like it blew me away on my couch to sit there and be like, oh yeah, Omega. The first one made was Alpha, now called Boba. I was like, I paused it, and it was like hands on the head, like, what? Like, right. what? <laughs> yeah. it, brilliant. It like, last. just Alpha, brilliant. It was a beautiful, beautiful look. And that's one, of the, that's one of those great Star Wars storytelling throwaway lines. It's a simple little thing, but to hear it and, and oh, wow, that, that connects some dots and makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. it's Omega and Alpha. You're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, they could they could be but back to the age thing they could be but it could have been like they could have had alpha and then waited a couple years make okay let's make another one uh and see what happens and this could have easily happened before episode two um mm-hmm. because i mean it's the gap between two and three is only three years so i mean that's that's not that big of a time jump where he escapes and then the bad batch starts at the end of episode three see, but I mean, you were only talking like, three some years why why did the Kaminoans want her back like, are they planning on making more clones? Like, I don't know. Yeah, you know? that's the other thing. Who cares? I mean, honestly, it's like, what makes Django so special? <laughs> it's like where I'm just like, okay, it's Django Fett. There's lots of crazy, murderous people in the galaxy. <laughs> and you want well, Django so bad? That gets into the problem of, you know, Lucas even creating the clone war, the clone army around a bounty hunter. I mean, that kind of just doesn't make sense in the first place. It's just well, one of those like, conceits uh, of episode two in the first that place. That was Boba Fett fan service right there. That, that's, it was. It totally oh, was. <laughs> I thought it was, like, pretty weak as an if idea. You, if to, you guys like I mean, Boba Fett, we'll make everyone Boba Fett. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, even yeah. worse than that, like, if, if you were creating a clone army, you wouldn't have all of the clones based on a single person. You would have maybe one devoted to uh infantry and another devoted to strategy and another i mean there would have been maybe like five different clone sources for the clone army based on different strengths that they would want within an army rather than one person i mean like um, at this point doesn't cad bane seem more effective as a bounty hunter than Django fett was? <laughs> absolutely 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 they didn't like his blue skin <laughs> <laughs> That, that yeah, it's very just kind of a weakness of the storytelling that is is compounded and cascaded through the Clone Wars now. Um, yeah, I mean even even the clone armor looks like Mandalorian armor too. You know, so it's yes, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's, kind of it's crazy. a conceit, right? Yeah. Right. And I think I feel like I have to point out. I think it was Ricky that suggested it because we're like, okay, who can Omega be as an adult? And I feel like it was Ricky who made the guess. And again, it's one of those where I. <laughs> put my hands on my head and i'm just like that's the best guess i've heard yeah. forever if he's if she's the armorer 
That'd be yeah, if she's the armor for Mandalorian, yeah. and it was That's like awesome. I kicked the sky with amazement. Like it was just, and it's like now the problem is, and this is why I don't like to theorize because it's better <laughs> than anything else I can imagine. Because everyone's like, I wonder what they look like. I've heard other people say, well, maybe it's Phasma, and it's like, no, mm. she has an entire backstory. She has her own planet already. Yeah, but again, it's. You know, I may the never show the, the armor comics. again on the show. Though. <laughs> every blonde right. person. Well, I feel like I feel like she, I feel like we'll see the armor before we see Grogu. Honestly, I mean that's well, just my thought. The so the armor the, the the problem I have with the armor when we see um when we finally see the Mandalorian take his helmet off he's kind of old, and the armor is is spouting off. Um, um, you know, history lessons and mm-hmm. and teachings and stuff like like it's a it's a wiser, eldered, you know, person that's this armorer. Well, if if the Mandalorian's pretty old, forty or whatever, the armorer has to be ten. She can be fifty and hit the older. age. But then she went around kicking butt. So that's where that show gets a pass sometimes so, for me. Wait, so do you think that old people what? can't kick butt? What? <laughs> <laughs> come on, Yoda, just, Dooku, come on. Okay. Yoda, old people can okay. kick butt. And wait, since uh, when was forty old? By the way. Yeah, I'm. Come I on. just turned thirty-eight, sir. Good sir. Yeah, so I'll <laughs> take that offensive now. I'm about to turn forty-nine. So well, easy, wow. fellas. I'm a. Re- I'm original trilogy generation, so I'll have you all. <laughs> Me too. But I just, I just remember when that happened in the Mandalorian. I'm like, wait, I kind of took hers to be this old, wiser sage, and then his helmet comes off, and so. Well, look at Empty's Nest on well, Solo, though. You never expected she, to be a kid, you know, like. She can't be 20 kids. years. She can't be 20. Yeah, but she was spouting off history and stuff, and mm. knew how to create, you know, knew how to make the melt, melt the. She, she, she comes across as a character that is, you know the the old wise sage or whatever so that's all i'm, I'm trying to point out from a from a timed aspect so do you of think it. uh the mandalorian so is like younger it, than Boba Fett? young character and try to yeah and try to tie it to some other character we know and and she could just very well be her own character somewhere oh, yeah. In this yeah that's that's getting into the <laughs> trap of the sequel trilogy where it's like ray has to be related to everybody and now it's like oh yeah. you know yeah. the armor has to be related to yeah. boba and it's like I don't want to get caught little... up in it, but it was just like, it's amazing. It's so good an idea. It's so, for my what if it's either... book that I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wrote a whole book on it now. But yeah, it's, I definitely, that was a, a big episode for as far as we got. Did anybody even guess that might have been Omega's backstory? I, I heard the internet be like, it's, you know, Palpatine, yeah, I mean... which I, I, I despise that one because, uh, and again, they're telling yeah. me what's canon. They're telling me, well, they can't really make clones. That's why Snoke, you know, is a clone and Palpatine works through him. I'm like, okay, if you want to establish that as canon, that's now in my memory bank. So don't go and make a show disputing canon that Palpatine actually has a great clone in Omega. And it's like, no, 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 no. So it can't be anything related to force powers. I think people were like right off the bat assuming that it was a Jingo clone just because the similarities, the way she looks and, you know, the Kemino and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was your, I heard that like white girl with blonde hair. I don't know. I was just like, what? So Rex has blonde hair. Again, I didn't, I didn't (laughs) see it. So I just didn't know if anybody else heard it around, but I was stunned because that's not one of the things that I heard. Well, I think it's one of the things, it was one of the things being battered around, but I think, 
a bit, okay. bit ironic where things go things are going for um palpatine that you know you've got all these clones in now and they're all going to be phased out and retired and then further down the line yeah. he's trying to clone things you think well if, is it if only i didn't annihilate the Kimonians, which is b- bound to happen Kimonians. yeah i'd yeah. love to see him. he's <laughs> like oh i really screwed up <laughs> yeah i could have had by now um don't make any more clones but i need a clone oh dang <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> Okay, we're moving on. I always, I always get to Dexter Jester's line that uh, Kamen Owens, them, them, yeah. them, the cloners, damn good ones too. That there's others out there. The Kamen Owens are just. The or good you can ones. go to you can go to Jeff around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff the cloner. Jeff the cloner. And it's like not to. I know I do. I know we don't want to stick too long with episodes, but I felt like nine. Well, there was a lot to it. What about? And again, I don't know a lot about uh, Bane. I'm just now learning about him. Uh, but how was the duel between Fennec Shan and Bane? Like, was that? I, I, I don't know if Fennec Shan's me, been I'm in sorry. Clone Wars. No. Like, if that's if that line. Okay, I didn't know if that lined up with the characters right. If it was because they seemed pretty even. It, there was back and forth. Fennec would have the upper hand, and then so, yeah, Cam, we, we knew a lot about Bane, and we're Fennec in Mandalorian. We're learning a lot about Fennec and getting to respect yeah. and, and find out where she is to help flesh her story that it jumps ahead so far into Mandalorian. Yeah. So all we know is about Bane Fennec is, a, is, is all the new reveal for, for us as well, because yeah. Okay. We got her. We, we haven't seen her, but for the Mandalorian was her reveal. And now we're seeing more and more of her uh, in this. So you okay. kind of knew that she wasn't going to get killed by Bane. And you kind of also knew that Bane was <laughs> going to get killed because he just brought him back. And there's no way that uh, Tony would bring, Bane back. I don't remember like Cad Bane seconds. like physically mm. fighting. He was always shooting stuff, right? Like I don't really remember him like punching and kicking. I, I don't guess know. Not. I don't remember anything. I need yeah. to watch some of the Clone Wars ones with him. I don't remember any half of the tricks and stuff that he had. He had lo- everything. He always was like slippery and got away, you know. Yeah, Oops, yeah. yeah. Gonna say. Okay, that worked. He was no Ambo. I mean, you mean a, a Western-based character wasn't doing roundhouse kicks? I find that absurd. No. Well, and now they're kind of pouring heavily on the Western thing. I don't b- remember the saloon music and all that stuff. You know, I, I thought I was watching Good, the Bad, the Ugly on that episode, but yeah, yeah. that's what it's designed to yeah. mimic, certainly. Okay. Yeah, I, I just wanted to touch on that effect. battle. So I thought that was a good battle, and I don't know <laughs> yeah, if it was cool. lived up to Bane's character. I think yeah, I enjoyed it. Really yeah. 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 All right, what's next, Stephen? Uh, next is uh, episode ten, Common Ground. <sighs> I don't worry about saying anything now because you guys are going to keep correcting me. On on <laughs> on, on Raxis, I got that right, Raxis. Raxis. On Raxis, which was the seat the separatist government doing the Clone Wars. Totally forgot all that, but it's all come back now. The Empire institutes new curfew laws with the support of local senator Ava Singh. While addressing the public, Singh speaks out against the Empire instead and is arrested. Idiot. Um, his protocol droid GS8 hires Sid to help rescue Singh, and she sends the Bad Batch who are reluctant to help after fighting against the Separatists in the Clone Wars. Omega, Omega, is left behind due to the multiple bounty hunters that are targeting her, and she wins Sid enough money playing Dejaric to pay off the Bad Batch's debt. With the help of GS8, the Bad Batch rescues Singh and take him to Sid for payment. That's that one. Yeah, I did not remember Raxus was the... No, it's all news to me. It's like, well, I suddenly we need to watch the uh, the Clone Wars again. Um, Because they did have their own Senate chamber and all that stuff. Well, I I read about, I did a bit of googling about it. I think it only gets mentioned. They only went go there once in the whole of the Clone Wars or something like that. Um, So we are sort of semi forgetting. Well, wasn't there that where the uh, that that uh, separate 
separatist senator woman that yeah. was reaching across the aisle, so to speak, at Padme, that she died. That was, she was killed um, off. Wasn't that Raxus or no? That was the dude's mom. What, uh, what's his yeah, name? It was, uh, yeah, it was. It uh, was. Oh, I forget uh, his name, but yeah, it was his. It was his mom. Um, yeah, one, or uh, aunt or something. No, it was his mom. It was his mom. It was his mom. Okay. She was the one that Ahsoka. Um, that, that Ahsoka had the little, uh, you know, flirtation. What with, was his right? name? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm getting Lux. Lux Bonteri. Lux Bonteri. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was. I guess that was the planet where they show Dooku doing that speech, and he has his giant head. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So that was yeah. Raxus, though, right? Wasn't it? I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, because they had, didn't they have the sneak Padme onto that planet? Right. They did. They did. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I did. I don't. I yes. I wanted to do a Google. I did. They did read and just say it didn't really get a lot of coverage in the Clone Wars, and I don't I know. If we see that they're the Separatist Senate once, maybe or it's right. That was that once episode, or something like that. Right. Yeah, but we forget yeah. that there's this whole. You know, the uh, there's a mirror the image of the there right. and stuff. Yeah, we don't get to see any of that. Yeah, I think this is this is quite an interesting episode in many ways i i try to remember it now but i think that he was given that speech at the, at the start from that um platform or he didn't want to get the speech they start giving a speech and they were supportive of him until he sort of changed his tune and it was all sort of like that's what the strange thing was he didn't want to get this speech because he was worried about where it would go and then they were sort of uh they were still quite supportive of him even when they started uh, well i'm thinking about the pre- episode after that one but it wasn't a lot of um it was bizarre i thought yeah, right. he must be a respected leader. And then it's like, I like these ones because, again, I always like where they tell the true story of the Empire and how they're not just like, you know, they. I always bring back to how it's like, oh, all them poor souls lost on the Death Star. And it's like, don't start. <laughs> and again, back to Catalyst again, where the Empire ruins people's lives. And now, and it's, I'm confusing it with the Clone Wars, I know, because in Ryloth, you have another weird guy talking to the leader whispering in his ear just have him join us we'll protect you we'll do all this we'll do it so i know it's a lot of back and forth because i feel like i'm seeing these episodes again and again because it's another empire representative talking to the uh planet leader telling Mm -hmm. them everything's going to be okay and then um yeah they pretty much uh, do that i was going to say something about i was going to say something about the mines but again that's ryloth so i'm confusing the episodes so before, I'm almost done with season one. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, is it? I, they, they both involve people speaking to their to their um. Yeah, I'm confused actor. between the two. Yeah. But I do enjoy seeing again the story of how the empires trying to influence these people and worlds are trying to stand against them. So it's I, I like the political aspect where it's not too political, but it's to show that like some players oh, yeah. get strong armed and others don't. I like when he went and to that leader, wall. That's pretty cool. You know, yeah, and obviously it ends with uh, does he? I remember them saying he's like I can't leave the planet, but does he end yeah. up leaving the planet he does, anyway? Yes. He, does. he does. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you fight for your people another way. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I did like the whole thing with come during the tank and all that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was visually good. Yeah. Just, just all kinds of like, visual. Shoot, shoot through the wall. We'll go that way. There's a tunnel. It's like, yeah. It's kind yeah. of like, yeah. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. For escape, let's deal with the slowest. <laughs> um, thing, so uh, thing we can find, and we'll make a quick escape. Quick, go, put it in top gear. Gunk. 
Well, there was that, and I need to rewatch it. But they get shot in the in the rear axle, and text like, "Yeah, yeah uh, it's going to take some time to fix it. It's coming online now." And and nobody's like mechanically fixing the thing. They're just he's like yeah, punching it, yeah. and then he's like, "All right, it's back." So wait, it's, it's having an update. It took, direct, it took a direct hit to the back, and it's like absolutely almost looked like it's yeah. absolutely trashed back there. And yeah, he's like, he's like, wait, it's, it's updating Windows 11. Like, hold yeah. on. <laughs> I would have liked to see the this giant bug like dragging the legs behind it, like you know, my leg, like the legs, robot legs just dragging, barely getting away. Yeah, somebody should have been. Should I go out back out and push? You know, (laughs) or just run and go faster. Right, isn't this the episode where Omega's playing to Jarek? Yeah. Yes. Yes. At the end of it, right there's the end of it where she and Hunter are square off, and I don't think we see how that goes, but there's a bet made. A right, Batman, right. if you win, you you won't, you know, we won't, you know, you'll come on. We, yes, we right. won't leave you behind on any more missions. So, yeah, I kind of think, kind of think he's going to, I don't know if he lets her win or whatever, but I kind of think that's a, that was a, a neat, neat way of uh, making sure she's included from here on out. I'm pretty yeah. sure good she, character, good character growth connection. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she even though, yeah, even though Hunter was right. Ultimately, it's like you have too much of a target on you. Stay here. So ultimately, we know he was right, but then you know, the child is like, "Can you take me with you?" So, I just put but, a helmet on her. Yeah, but this yeah, is the episode exactly. where you stunned, stunned the heck out of everybody. That you know, could they come to the realization of wait, if we stun these guys and bring them back with us and remove their chips and explain what's going on, we now have more allies. You know, that's that's, that's season two, three, season three, or somewhere down the line kind of thing, but. The, 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 there's potential for a story there, I think. And do, I do, thought that was a have nice. They, have they killed nice other clones? Go ahead. Sorry. Have they killed other clones in the series? I was oh, going to say in this threatened. episode, it's pretty clear right. they were just stunning them all the time, weren't they? Is yeah, there like a thing that. maybe with their chip? They or maybe well, they don't have their chip anymore, but like well, they just don't want they to kill. They don't want to kill their own brothers, sort of thing, isn't it? But because they know that they're yeah, they know that they're being brainwashed. So it's yeah, like, it's, well, they could be allies. So let's just stun all these people instead. I thought hmm. that was very neat how it suddenly changed because I was like, man, they're doing a lot of stunning, and I'm like, yeah, oh, I noticed okay. that in this they're episode. I'm just trying to think, did that happen the same way in? In previous episodes, I can't quite remember. Yeah, in this episode, it was clear as day. They were just stunning them all, knocking them out, and you know, not killing them. Like the episode where they're trying to get Omega on that ship, you know, like where they shoot in. Wrecker was blowing stuff up, but I don't, you know, hmm. yeah. I don't, I gotta go back and watch that now. Yeah. But, yeah I, mean, I, I guess, kind of think they did shoot. Yeah, I think they did. Well, I mean, I guess, one, like you said, once they um, figured out the chip was, was making them that way, kind of changed their. You know, their stance on killing fellow clones. True. Yeah, that's true. That view could change it, too. It's not really being raised as a, as a topic of conflict for them, has it? Though? That's, but it was quite there. Yeah, There's quite a lot, heck of a lot of stunning going on. I mean, I just chalked it up to it's a cartoon. I mean, I didn't even really realize it when I'm watching it, mm. you know. Yeah. So the most yes. recent the most recent uh, episode just a couple of days ago was Devil's Deal. And when there we go, when Senator... <laughs> On free tar announces a new imperial refinery on Rhinoff and encourages, I can never say it, Trilic, 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 yeah, freedom fighters. Freedom fighters disarm. Resistance leader Cham Saduna publicly supports the Empire. His lieutenant, Gobi Glee, takes Cham's daughter Hera on a secret mission to rescue, to retrieve new weapons that are delivered by the Bad Batch. Crosshair attracts them, the Empire arrests Glee and Hera for treason. Sham attacks the Imperial convoy to rescue them with his wife and other freedom fighters, but Crosshair shoots 
on free tar, which enables Rampart to frame Sham for Tyre's attempted assassination. Basically, Sham, Aline, and the rest are arrested, and Hero escapes, basically. I'm not, was, still not clear whether Orn Free Tar was actually killed or just shot in this one. No, I think um, they pretty much said he was dead. Yeah, he was dead. He was shot at yeah. point blank. He was range, like a, so. Well, they say attempted assassination, you see. So that was. Did they say that, attempted? That was, that was, they say attempted assassination. Yeah. Um, so that suggests to me that he's not dead. Wait, did I miss something? Orn Free Tar was. I definitely missed something then. He was did the you big, watch this big chubby, episode? He was a big chubby guy. <laughs> the big oh, blue guy. The big blue one. I know who he, he is. kept yeah, petting his uh, Lekus. Kept petting his Lekus like a beard. Yeah. He's a creepy guy. He's imposing. Yeah, the elephant, the elephant in the room aspect of it all, and then you've got to be the Rebels Watchers, was the, the introduction of Hera and Chopper. Absolutely, yeah. 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 You know, I did love love the they're able to keep these things uh, kind of quiet and secret or whatever the 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 CAD review the CAD game review introduction of it. So to have them extremely well this series, haven't they? In terms yeah, of it's been spot on. I love love it. it was so this, fun to see that. this this one episode though, I did have some ambivalence about because it did feel like it was the first episode ever in Bad Batch where they really diverged from. And didn't show Bad Batch. Bad Batch story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was a little bit too much of a nod to Rebels to me. Um, it felt like they were really shoehorning the story in just to get Hera really, really heavily introduced. It just felt like the Bad Batch was hardly in it at all. I mean, they were really. Well, they were hardly in it at all. Yeah, they were just <laughs> in the one scene. <laughs> they were really just, yeah, they were in it for like three minutes out of a 23 minute episode. Uh, although I loved seeing Hera and Cham, and uh, this is the first time I think that we've seen the mom, uh, right? Oh, like yeah, in yeah. Live yeah. action. And also you're getting a sense of like the family tree because the uncle plays in a lot too. So, I mean, I both had frustrations with it as well as enjoyed it, um, but it just didn't feel like show, a Bad Batch episode. Do they show Gobi in Rebels? Like the name sounds familiar. No, I don't, I don't think Clone so. War. Maybe they, it was in, they Clone, have Wars, in Clone Wars. Clone yeah. Wars, yeah, I don't remember. Um, name sounded familiar. So you're saying this was one of those episodes that sort of started out with the Clone Wars, or the um, yeah, the Clone Wars uh, Batch logo. Yeah, it should have. <laughs> burns into Bad Batch because this one was a little bit right. more Clone Warsy ish. Uh, or Rebelsy, not so much Rebelsy. Yeah, yeah, Rebelsy. Yeah, yeah, very Rebelsy. Uh, I mean, it, it it also made me curious about how what the action that they're following with Cham here might meet up with the actions of Cham in Lords of the Sith, which was really mostly about Vader and, and uh, the Emperor, but it still had a lot of Cham Syndulla in it in that book. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be any connection made there. Um, I didn't care for Lords of the Sith very much as a book. It's one of those rare books that I wasn't really into. But um, I do remember, though, that Cham played heavily in it, and I, I can't remember if Cham actually meets Vader or not on, on Ryloth. Hmm. I, I need to review that a little bit. Uh, well, he met him before. Yeah. There was nothing... Well, he met Anakin, right, 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 right yeah. of course. Right. There was nothing wrong with the episode in terms of the story and an enjoyment of it, but I had to, right. my head was completely bamboozled for you know the first 10 minutes in that... I was thinking, well, this is going on a bit now. Am I, am I, yeah. I turning to a, <laughs> the wrong show or something? Right. Um, I, 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 could, think, I could still see I somebody that never seen Rebels be lost watching this. If yeah. Because yes. like yes. that would be me. Yeah. 
I guess that's why you were saying about the, the, the um, Bad Batch not being in it, because you know, I have to look at it from that perspective. If you don't know what Rebels is, what's going on here, who are these yeah. people, yeah. it's all a new introduction to you kind of thing. That'd be an interesting perspective lens to view this from. I yeah, think that, like, we don't have anybody in the Senate that has that experience. What is all this story? <laughs> but you're selling this as, as the Bad Batch series and you, you've got these you know you have there's some people out there who are going but i'm really trying finding it hard to connect to the bad batch i can't you know i can't get into them and then suddenly you've got an episode with hardly in it it's not doing any favors it doesn't help. to do that right uh, to to getting people right. connect to the bad batch because you're saying right. that well they're not really that important there's other stories more important than the bad batch at the moment and uh, well, there's I always can't... side stories that lead to something else but like i said i i didn't realize it was a rebel thing i think steven i think you were you know, pretty excited in the chat. And I was like, eh, it seemed like an all right episode, but I didn't realize that it tagged into a whole nother show. So yeah, and again, yeah. I'm not, I don't watch, I don't watch the bad batch for the clones and I'm not watching clone wars for clones either. Those are the ones I honestly care less about. I'm watching how the story unfolds and how the empire takes control and chokes everybody and like pretty much gets control of everything is why I'm uh watching it so them not being in it honestly i didn't even notice it till someone pointed it out i'm like oh interesting so, i'm like oh well and i always I, knew that ryloth in the twi'leks much like the wookies and i might be mistaken you know the wookies were t- and i'm hoping to see that at some point how the wookies were taken over and enslaved i always heard the same thing about twi'leks they're always enslaved they're always yeah. taken over because they're they, the most, they do have one of the most though. beautiful races so it's i, yeah. I found that interesting how and again, there's there's so overlapping both Clone Wars and this is all Ryloth. So I don't even know who I'm who I'm picturing in my head right now. It's just well, funny this, you it, have it, Kanan and now you have Hera. You know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if we know how many how many episodes there are. Right? I've heard fourteen. I've heard sixteen. That the next I've one is 16. twelve. Sixteen. So on IMDb, it's sixteen. Yeah. So it does say sixteen, and mm. and the first first yeah. ones aren't the first four, or whatever. Anyway, but I have also seen that episode twelve has a title. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone. Oh, Stephen Rescue Ollie. on Rylog. Oh well, I could go ahead and spoil it then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? I could be delicate, but thank you. It wasn't me. But anyway, yeah. So it has that title. So there's a oh, little bit nice. more that'll 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 expand upon that story too. Yeah. So you think it's gonna have more Hera? Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. And, okay. and yeah, not I couldn't remember rep- if she ended up getting away at the end. That's I'm just why gonna I'm... wait. For, I'm just waiting for Zeb to pop up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a Zeb episode. We're gonna see him and Agent Callus dueling. Well, I mean, it, this gets to the nature of these different shows. Uh, Clone Wars was such an anthology show in the yeah, sense that yeah. you would always be zipping around to different parts of the galaxy to follow, you know, Anakin here for a while, and then Ahsoka there for a while, and then Mace here, and then. You know, it was always different story arcs that were taking place all over the place, whereas Rebels and Bad Batch have so far always been just like this small troop of people and following their story. It's much more singular in that respect, except for this episode now where, you know, Bad Batch hardly shows up. Um, So it's interesting. And I wonder, I'm a little curious and maybe... uh, disappointed in like how much of this will they do uh, in bad batch to get across other storylines um happening at the same time like are they going to use keep using bad batch to convey other stories not having anything to do with bad batch or will they get back on track of just following the bad batch around it's almost like this was a 
obviously a prequel for the next episode the rescue but it's like they felt like the rescue had to be so big it's like well maybe we should give it its own episode you know with the bad batch barely dipping their toes in and then the next one is okay well now you have to now you're and again i don't know will they maybe still be working with sid now that they're we don't um, know whatever we don't know we don't know who's doing the rescuing and who's being rescued and how much of that has to do with the Bad Batch or not, we'll really have to see. Yeah. Hmm. It's going to be all Bill Organa. It's going to be a, <laughs> a <side story> for... <laughs> Well, yeah, because, I mean, that's funny that you bring that up, though, because if we're following Heather, Hera and Cham and Chopper around so much in this episode, then it does give them a little bit more license to follow Bale and young Leia around yeah. uh, in some other future episode, potentially. Well, Leia's a baby at this point, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't know how long the Bad Batch will go on, or... That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting the way they, they did introduce them. I'm just wondering, though, like, when they're making these, they're probably not... They're probably assuming anybody watching this show probably did watch Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. At this point, so it's not... Most they, maybe right. they don't find it so jarring, you know? That's, like... Yeah, and you know that's, that's yeah, all part of the San Filoni verse, you know. So, well, like I said, I'm gonna view that episode again with that lens or whatever. But I still contend that no, they try to be making this to stand alone, and then if you watch Rebels later, you're like, wait, I saw that droid, you know, yeah. that have it in reverse uh, for those of us that have watched Rebels and now Bad Batch. But Bad Batchers and then Rebels fans will will have it in reverse, and it'll be just as interesting and entertaining and neat to them. Um, that we only have four more episodes left or whatever. I don't think we've heard any confirmation or whatever, but this isn't a one-season deal, right? This has no. to have a second season because they're nowhere yeah. near, you know, uh, loose end wrapping up or otherwise completing some story. So this, right. this, this definitely has to have at least a second one. I'm sure they're going to have, like, another full batch of episodes. I hear people say <laughs> it's going to have second and third, but I haven't seen anything we haven't gotten so, the confirmation. That, right, but, and that's, yeah. where I, that's why I'm trying to discuss it in terms of, the well, they, they can't really conceivably tie things up in, the, in four, yeah. four episodes to, no, to, to no, satisfaction, no. right? So it, it seems a strong bet to hedge in terms of at least a second season. Yes. Not in that, why would they, to keep us in, you know, why not? Uh, I guess maybe to get people to subscribe, because if you say it's there, it's like, oh, I'll wait till the second one drops, and then I'll yeah, subscribe maybe. and binge both. Because there is something to the content dropping and the content announcing and all of that in terms of trying to manipulate subscribers to some extent. Because sure. I think a lot of things are going to drop or a lot of things are going to be announced. I was one of those ones. Disney Plus come out. Um, if you buy it for, I don't even remember now, you know, some three-year package or something like that, three you got years. it. It's great. So, you know, there is, there's a sweet spot of, of a month or two where all those three years are going to have to renew. So I suspect there's going to be a lot of things that are going to want to drop, uh, you know, whatever the month or the day after that sweet spot or whatever to help entice you to come back type of thing. I got that three-year deal. So. It was good. I hope so. <laughs> I love the three-year oh, deal. So Great. Then afterwards, they did a package with, like, it, ESPN, and Hulu and the like. That's yeah. right. That's right. Or, but, uh, yeah, I was happy to get it because you know, I could watch everything and, and enjoy my Disney+. Plus. For, for those of us that watched uh, Rebels, what do you guys think of Hera's uh, accent? 
Uh, you guys find it, it a little it, off-putting, or well, no, because in the show Rebels, when she re-meets with her father, her yeah, French she goes accent back and comes yeah, back. She comes yeah. back. Yeah. So it does. It does. It, that worked for me in that respect. And she's supposed uh, and to be was, a kid still. So right, and and Vanessa Marshall doing a kid Hera voice was much, much, infinitely more effective. Was that actually than, Vanessa Marshall? I was wondering. It was. That. Yes, okay. it was Vanessa Vanessa Marshall. I looked it up, but it was so she's much better than than, than, uh, Freddy, than Pretty uh, Princess Prince. <laughs> Oh, that was hideous. It was like this 15-year-old with a 45-year-old smoker voice or something. It was really <laughs> off Chopper sounded the same. I wonder if it was Chopper actually Chopper sounded Filoni. the same, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the other reason that episode existed, so Filoni could, you know, uh, yeah. um, show off his, his own voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show off his chops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah, I, yeah I don't know. We're, we need to see where the rest of this... We're still... Just when we think we know what this series is all about and where it's going and stuff, and they sort of throw another. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind it at all. Well, I, mean, I, I love the episode. Yeah, it, it just, yeah but to the, it made me know, question what this is. What this series is all about, really. But right, right, right. Where's it going? Is it following the Bad Batch, or is it showing that you know they haven't really given us a lot yeah. of teasers or, or, or synopsis of 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 what the show, you know, where just what the show's about in terms of we're speculating that it's got to show us how the empire gets from it's, clones to storm. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit incredible hulkish, you know, like Bruce Banner goes on a journey this week. What is he going to do? You know, like, yeah, it's very, yeah, yeah. It has that episodic quality yeah. of, yeah. Not like an overall arc perhaps, but just like, okay, this is what they're doing this week. This is, you know, yeah. Hmm. Still has it's also like, arc, though. I just wonder yeah. where, um, you know, where, what's the, if they do have a, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming they do have an end game for uh, Omega, they you know, purpose. Didn't start this without one. Yeah, they did not start this without an end game for them and the Bad Batch. They had. I'm just wondering, like, are we going to wait till season two for them to like draw it out and you know, here, this is what you know where we're going. You know, or they learn their lesson and be able to say, like you said, it's 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 a team like it's hawkish like where we can have these yeah. episodic things and throw in some overall story arc here and there, eventually getting to some culmination end point or whatever. That, that still remains to be seen, and I'm happy to. Happy to have as much new Star Wars on my screen each Friday oh, night yeah. as, as they want to give me. Yeah. Which, which is why I used to like Resistance, because that was just like a weekly thing. And then, you know, there wasn't really... I mean, I, eventually there was an overarching um, little mini story there. But but yeah, it's just like, what what are they going to do this week, you know? It's yeah. it's fun. I, I, I like I like uh, Bad Batch, which I'm surprised. Like, we're at, what, 10 episodes in now? How many? That uh, I'm this yeah, enthralled in it. Yeah, without like having... I was not excited for the show at all like when they showed the trailer like then you oh, know, really? it's like oh okay. yeah when they announced it i was like uh i'll probably watch it but you know when that trailer came out and how it looked i'm like yeah i, this call, I be. call bs oh i'll probably watch it <laughs> <laughs> hey i didn't watch clone wars right off the bat well, I, I didn't watch clone wars till like season like four so no, and now that now that's that's what I'm saying. Now that you, you're invested in it, whatever, and things are coming out like that, the, oh, well, I'll probably watch it. Is never going to be a thing for you anymore because of, because of <laughs> what's going, the story. Why would, I would never have skipped it, <laughs> but I you know this week well, now. I mean, every week I look forward to the next episode. Like it's oh, it's Friday. You know, it's, I mean, we watch it, and I've said it enough times or whatever. But I don't mean to belabor, but it is visually stunning. It is yeah. very yeah, very cinematically. Fun. 
it's very beautiful. easy to gloss over that because we watch it week in and week out or whatever. But when you look at it as an animated show or yeah. on screen or whatever, they don't really they're not skimping a whole lot here. And oh, there, were, there was a point from the last episode. It looked like you know you're watching a movie. You know, yeah, absolutely. I, just, I was going to say, I, was, I, think, I think we brought this out right at the start when the first episode came out. I mean, I wonder what the the budget cost is for this. I mean, because the Clone Wars is supposed to be, was it supposed to be traditionally really expensive to make, uh, and now they're knocking. This is obviously technology's moved on, times moved yeah, on. You know that, and right, they, the technology last, that's 10, 20, or 10, 15 years now that they've got. Yeah, yeah. that last episode where they're in the tank and all that stuff, freeing that guy, like. You could like pause it. Someone walks in your house and you're like, "Oh, which movie are you watching?" Because it looked like live action. You know, absolutely. That's yeah. Good it was. You know. So yeah, major kudos to the lighting folks, the sound designs. Yeah. Everything that goes into that is so appreciative by 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 those of us watching or whatever that that I love me some more Star Wars story, but to have it visually stunning like that as well, and the sound design, the music even, you know, there, there's some yeah. inspiration mm-hmm. there too. Yeah. It's just yeah, we're just so appreciative that they 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 continue to put that sort of level into it and it's really strange that we're not getting any um behind the scene bits or coming next week sort of stuff um with this oh, we had it with resistance yeah. we had it with rebels there was always an after show or here's a quick clip of what's coming next and, and there's uh i mean that could be <laughs> due to covid you know that, yeah. i mean right, i mean lots of people are doing stuff from home it wouldn't be you know we could and they're still doing their other shows yeah, um, but they're not like weekly though. They're you know it's like every. Well, yeah, the the Star Wars show with what was it, Andy Gutierrez yeah. and uh, Anthony. I can't remember Anthony, his last name. They they basically closed that up completely. They were changing that to uh, some other host briefly, and I think that failed too. Right? That just that, the, died. The had no days. That she no that that's the weekly one. She still does the little weekly just, five minute show. Um, oh, she still does that. I it's just yeah. not been on my radar at all. Yeah, but, no. But still, not nearly the kind of production that they had for the Star Wars show. No, was, it's just basically her at a desk saying, "Okay, this week we had this book come out and I right, right. Yeah, that's right. basically it." And then, uh, but yeah, because initially they were going to do that weekly, and then maybe once a month do a Star Wars show proper. But I think, uh, they, I think they completely abandoned that at this point now. Wow, that's too bad. Because I enjoyed yeah. those. I, I yeah, I used to watch the, those. Yeah. The repartee and the jokes and yeah, that was really fun. They'll probably bring so, it back. So you were the <laughs> it's all my fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was the one that watched it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was it, it it was what it was and yeah, you take it for what it was and it was entertaining yeah. and informative to some extent, but yeah, it was a little over the topish and I do want to go to the totally I do want to go to the Presidio and visit that Yoda statue from the beginning of the Right, the right, in San Francisco, right. right. Yeah. It, yeah, it was it was too over the top for me, I'm afraid. But uh, <laughs> Okay, sure. There were bits of it I could watch, but there was some other bit most of it which is not It was pretty just, corny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this is terrible. I mean, this is kind of like the jokes you kind of make in primary school sort of thing. I'm just oh, waiting yeah. for a uh, next celebration. Watch all that coverage. I would just like a semi. I mean, even the current ones they've got, they've got the, the hosts are quite animated and a bit over the top in terms of how they talk about things. Um, the kind of thing that you yeah. couldn't. The kind of thing I wouldn't if I, you know, if I was in a room of people, I wouldn't want to put it on. So I think I'd just get ridiculed for being a, you know, that at the Star Wars. You know, <laughs> were just a child, aren't you? This is so childish, or this is so, uh, so babyish and stuff. You shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be. It was, but they had Star. such good interviews on that show, and and the content that they were sharing was 
uh, worth suffering through the sort of so infantile nature of it because the, you Stephen know. would put the uh, cartoon on to seem more adult. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got a on the cartoons I put on those shows. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, because a cartoon is a cartoon, you know exactly what you, you you're watching it. Um, but I'm think, I'm behind on the uh, High Republic show. Uh, I watched like the oh, first I haven't, oh they have that I didn't realize yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched much like some of them are better than others I think but as as with it but yeah it's she even she's a bit it took me so things. long to read into the dark I was like I better not spoil myself <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah because I was reaching those uh I was watching those YouTube shows too mm. and while reading into the dark they told about um, mm. I don't know how much I could talk about because Chris hasn't read it yet. I mean, we're all aware of the Dren gear. I mean, we're all aware of the Dren gear, right? Yeah. 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 Chris, Chris, you know what they are, too? The Dren gear? Is that something that was in Light of the Republic also? No. Oh, it's in Into the Dark. No. Okay, then I have not. I'm only about an hour into the 11 hours. It's just just like like saying Star Wars. Uh, It's saying to me it's Star Wars. Um, Have you heard of um, The Emperor? (laughs) (laughs) but i hey to be fair we didn't know his name for like decades so (laughs) yeah Yeah. where's the backstory well it took you 30 years to get it so but well the dren gear are just one of the characters and while reading into the dark that video comes out and reveals all this stuff and i'm like well uh that kind of ruined a bunch of it so i mean just be careful if you watch anything on it even those i felt like that was taken away from me while reading into the dark and I did the and same thing with like character study things they do those little videos they're like oh this Bernester Rowe this Jedi you know they'll pretty much like set up the story but if you hadn't read the one previous then yeah it might kind of a it's a little spoilery yeah. by the way though yeah. Ricky uh, the name Palpatine was mentioned in the Return of the Jedi novelization in 1983 so I knew the name of the Empire. in the name yeah in the books. Was, the, it the yeah. sheaf bit? was it the sheaf bit? Well, I couldn't read back then, okay? I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't sheaf, though, right? She was, she it was, was just like, it, the name Palpatine was mentioned. Yeah, right. Sheaf was in, like 2000 and like. Yeah, that 12. was much later. Because yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. next thing Star Wars fans glommed onto. It was like, oh, we don't know his name, don't know his name. Oh, great. Now we know his name. Uh, we don't know his first name, don't know his first name. Yeah, know. right, exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, we don't know his middle name middle. yet. Is it yeah, Oscar? Is it Grover? Yeah. <laughs> so like when we found out his first name, everybody, everybody's like, well, well, that's Jeez. stupid anyway. Stupid, yeah. stupid name anyway. Um, I was confused that was Shmi. That's the thing. I was like, Shmi. Is Shmi or she? Shmi. Yeah, I always confuse those two. Yeah, I, I think like once they have a character like that and then they announce their name, people are always like, eh, Grogu, that's not a good name. <laughs> <laughs> it took some getting used to. I will say, I'm like, oh, I guess that's okay. Yeah. That is the thing now. We're still saying Baby Yoda. We're saying, yeah, we we say Grogu now. When that first happened, it's like, well, we can't say Grogu because most people are not going to know what the hell we're talking about. You've got to keep saying Baby Yoda. Yeah. And now it's like you say Grogu and everybody knows what you're talking about. So you don't, nobody says Baby Yoda anymore. Yeah, I do. I've seen a lot less Baby Yoda, and I've used a lot less myself. So that's I still true. use the hashtag online Baby Yoda hashtag Grogu. <laughs> Need them both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and but, I don't use any hashtags at all. So. No. Well, I only use the NSIY one quite a lot. What is that one? I don't even know. <laughs> not seen it yet. Not seen not it yet. Not seen it yet. Oh. Goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Stephen's notorious for. I can't uh, have invented it, didn't I? I suppose I'm not seeing any any prominent movie that's ever came out. He watches like the same. <laughs> Once he gets that Blu-ray player, though, he's gonna he's gonna catch up. Well, I think, <laughs> I think that Blu-ray player is gonna be outdated by the time I. Uh... <laughs> well, 
what's, what's, what's coming next? I should get in first. It's 4K stuff, isn't it? So I should get... Oh, my TV's not 4K, so... I think there's already 8K already, so... Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, need to adopt, I, I think I, I shouldn't invest in the Blu-ray because it's just been like old old school. I should invest in the next next just thing. Get a, just get a VCR. You can just watch old OT. VHS. Or... <laughs> I actually got one here in the corner. I'm not sure if it still works or not. I still have two VHS decks. Uh, but I, I use I them for transfers for clients and for myself and stuff. I was all excited yeah. about getting my, my VCR and like, oh, I can watch my old videos and then like, I had to adjust the tracking. I'm like, yeah, forget this. <laughs> <laughs> tracking. No, no tracking. Oh. oh, great. Yeah. Love that. Well, we're approaching the end, guys. So, we, But we've still got time for any any other business that anybody wants to bring up now for whoever holds those their piece for the next. Um, when is that vision supposed to come out? Help. When is that coming When out? is Visions? Is that upcoming or is that like next year? You know, it's uh, funny. Um, no, that's very That's soon. People have been... Uh, you know, just general people like from work and stuff. They're like, "Oh, like, yeah, September season three 22nd. of um, Mandalorian's coming out this year." I'm like, "No, it's not." No, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> and they're yeah. like, "What? Isn't like like no?" They think the book of Boba Fett is uh is gonna be season three of Mandalorian. You know, September the twenty second. Yeah, wow. I just I just found that too. Ten episodes, September twenty second. Yeah. Yeah. I'm worried that I keep seeing people say shorts. So I'm worried about that. We don't that. know what the lengths are. Yeah, we don't know if they're like five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes. We have no idea. Disney Plus releases a lot of Simpson shorts, like four or five minutes, and it's super right. frustrating because it's so good. And Visions, and then they I just like finish. to toot my own horn that I have been more excited for this than any of the announcements when they originally announced like all the movies, all the streaming next episodes, even you know the. Rogue Squadron movies, Acolyte. Mm. I've always been saying Visions is what I personally am most excited for. Like, yeah, are, are these going to be shorts or are they going to be like at least half hour? No, they say know. shorts. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, so I'm worried. So I'm hoping uh, it just means short as in short story one episode. Or if they're like a little Disney five minute things with zero dialogue, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. You know, I will too. I will be quite upset because these look beautiful and amazing. It's stunning. Cinematically, yes. yeah, some of them anyway. Spoiler warning! Should we touch on the first, the first issue of War of the Bounty Hunters, or are we? Well, we can touch on it if you want to. Um... Yeah, I mean, I just think the rest of it is well. We all know it's Boba going after Han Solo and Carbonite, and uh, and his Han Solo gets taken, which obviously wasn't mentioned in Empire. So I think this is a great kind of shoehorn story in between episodes that adds a lot more context but so this uh is before you know, he is on his way to uh jabba's palace where he's hanging there directly right? after empire strikes back ah. like he literally walks out and uh according to the prelude it's like the carbonite actually starts failing so this mm. remember mm. i brought this up last time and i was like did vader invent this but it actually starts failing so it's not working and he takes it to somebody to fix it and but, you know, he has to go battle somebody else as payment to fix it. And then it gets stolen. Then Han Solo gets stolen at that point. Well, now it's this issue. Mm. And I don't is everyone aware of the spoiler ending. I, I am. <laughs> OK, so yeah, the big surprise at the end of this and me just flipping to the last page of the comic is shockingly <laughs> Kira is still alive from Solo. And I was stunned because taking rogue one is like a footnote is like if they appear before the original trilogy they're probably all going to die off 
Well, same thing with Kira. I've it's always been my assumption that if there was a solo two, we should have Boba Fett destroy Red Dawn and Kira because Boba Fett needed um a really cool hallway scene, a Vader hallway scene. Well, now Boba Fett has his own show. He's had a big return. It doesn't look like Solo 2 is ever going to pick up. Like, that's been my theory since directly after. Is that, well, how's Kira going to die? Well, now it's like, no, she's been alive the whole time. Yeah. So it's And Crimson Dawn continues on, too. I mean, we don't have any indication of Crimson Dawn falling apart. uh, Hmm. Yeah. And it. In the comic, it straight up Just says... Just that Maul is you know, no longer in charge, probably. Yeah, but, that's right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I didn't think Maul would give it up. I didn't think Jabba would allow it to keep going, because I always assumed that Jabba would hire Boba to eliminate Crimson Dawn, Kira and Crimson Dawn, so he'd get a cool scene. But, you know, that's never happened, and now it's Kira's still alive. So, but we know, ultimately, she can't see Han on Frozen, you know, I've seen that, like, people talk about that, where it's like, we know Han has to stay frozen the whole time because he's mm. in the same position. He can't just unthaw and be like, oh, my God, the real girl I'm in love with, and then go Is back. Is he in and the same like, position? Because, I mean, if you watch how he gets frozen, his hands were in up. <laughs> they were. Yeah, well, he, fall, oh, he falls in a mean, hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He falls yeah. in the hole, he lifts his hands. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in the hole when it happened. Was he wearing handcuffs when he was in yeah, the I hole? I thought he was binded, yeah. The 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 binders are there at the end of Empire Strikes Back, but they're gone by Return of the Jedi when he's yeah. thawed. Wait, wait, are you saying that stance at the end of Empire is different from Return the of the same. Jedi? The stance is the same, but the binders that were around his elbows are gone when, yeah. uh, when he's thawed in Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, he would have had to, they would have had to be taken off before he was frozen because his hands were together in front of him when he's like, I love you. But the binders are behind him and his elbows, so the binders could have stayed on. It's just considered a continuity error, basically, because the last time that we see him going down, he has the binders on the back of his. Like well, it goes saying, if, his if they do that yeah. in the in the book where he does get unthawed and refrozen, you know, that would kind of retcon that, you know. It would, it would, yeah. it would. I think it would be weird though because right now he's going after Leia, and for them to find uh, Kira and you know, who's his real kind of young love and stuff like that, who he's lost and he's never been able to, you know, retrify because now that she's gone, mm. Red Dawn, you know, and he's like, well, that's one Crimson that I lost. Dawn, and like, right. Crim- yeah, sorry, I keep saying Red Dawn. Wolverine. Red Dawn is the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're right. It was yeah, like so the second time. A love of uh, Han's life popped up in the comics, right? Because wasn't there that one that uh, was pretending to be his wife? Like, his wife, those, yeah. 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 Ooh, so which, I gotta say that's. Well, she wasn't pretending. That, she was really his wife, but just a, a wife of convenience, briefly. Which doesn't that yeah. that ties into um, High Republic? Uh, last shot, I think. Oh, that's, High that's, Republic. Oh. Yeah. The, um, in uh, what's the Test of Courage? The girl in there. That's like the great great grandmother of that character. Oh, seriously? I didn't oh. hear that. Yeah, it's the same last name and everything. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. A Test of Courage. There's only there's only five characters in Test of Courage. Yeah, the, the girl that was the uh, the one that made the little robot thing, the main girl. Oh, with the goggles protect- and the. Yeah, that game? they're protecting. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Okay. At least that's I, yeah. I think I read that somewhere, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was uh, along the same Staros, right? Santa Staros. That sounds right. Yeah. Anyway, the other side of uh, tension. But yeah. Um, well, okay. what I find kind of interesting, though, about this War of the Bounty Hunters thing 
is the whole idea of Boba Fett losing Han Solo and having to get him back before getting to Jabba was actually done in the Marvel comics in the 80s. Yeah. That's that was, that was right out of there. And the story itself is a little different, but the concept is the same. Hmm. Um, so I kind of find that funny. Um, I've never heard of that. Reusing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had collected some of the comics back then. Uh, I still have some of them, and they're among, you know, my prized collection because they, the ones that I own had belonged to a friend of mine who died. Um, but he had collected stuff from the, you know, the, like, 78 through 84, 85. And uh, I have some of those. And, yeah, there was an entire arc in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi where... Boba Fett had his own adventure getting to Jabba the Hutt, and it included him, included other bounty hunters taking um, Solo away, the Carbonite. Oh, wow. Away. Yeah. I'll have to look up that story just to see like how different it is. Yeah, how they compare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the next issue comes out uh, this week. But I thought oh, not okay. much else happened. Yeah, not, not, not much else happened. Uh, he killed... I thought I thought this was someone named Zuckus, which I didn't know if that was Zuckus. one of the original. One of the originals, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 One the of the right? originals. Yeah, yeah. He, well, it's, he, uh, it's interesting because he maybe doesn't the, kill him. No. The action figure was mislabeled when Kenner was doing the bounty hunters. They had accidentally reversed Zuckus and Forlom, so the Zuckus action figure was actually Forlom, and the Forlom action figure was actually Zuckus. Um, which one's Forlom? <laughs> Forlom is the robot, but that was the one that we thought was Zuckus. And then Zuckus is the uh, is the creature in the hood. um, Yeah, kind of looks like. Yeah, he blows up the robot bug creature, which I forgot his name already. That's that's Zuckus. Oh, that's Zuckus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he blows him up and he uses carries like his head around for navigational stuff yeah forlom looks forlom looks like a droid based on the zuckus species yes yeah yeah yes yeah which is probably why they confuse the names on the package that's right absolutely (laughs) yeah because it had that bug-like characteristic of the eyes Mm. and everything yeah zuckus Mm. was one of only two empire strikes back figures that i didn't own in the early 80s so are you guys surprised that uh kira is still alive at this point I wasn't surprised. Oh, yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah, I liked it. Well, uh, Ryan, not to spoil anything, but Hera's still around during this time period, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm, I flipped through the comic real quick, and Bobo refers to Zuckus as the bug and Elam as the robot bug. For Elam. This yeah. says, oh, yeah, it you says for, okay. They put a, a hyphen in it because it was going down to the next bubble. But yeah, uh, for Elam. So yeah, Forlom is the robot. Is the robot, right. But that yes, was okay. the one that the Forlom robot was mislabeled as Zuckus. Z- uh, the Zuckus <laughs> character in okay, the you. action figures. Yeah, they were switched. So, for, yeah, so Forlom, Forlom is the one he kills in the comic. So just for people like, oh, I wonder where the bounty hunters are going. He uh, chops him up, steals his head and uses it to find things and then carries his head around and talks to him. So hmm. that's pretty that, funny. That explains why you've never seen any of those bounty hunters around again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I guess Steven might be the only one that read the comic, but I brought this up. Uh, I think previously that uh, the huts, the Jabba species, there's a character in there called uh, Boku, and he is a ripped hut with a 12 pack <laughs> and oh like Schwarzenegger gosh. arms. 
And oh. I'll, I'll have to put it in our chat since I can't. I didn't put it in our. I have the pad. Why am I now, just yeah, picturing just, the genie from Aladdin? <laughs> like, is that what he looks like? <laughs> just stacked. He would. This Boku guy would crush him. He's. He wow. literally. The first time you see him, his arms are up like he's flexing. I'm like, okay, that's that's uh, that's a cool hut. Oh, I think I did see a picture to... online of that. Yeah, that's weird. I found a picture of that. Yeah, not I just think it's funny. <laughs> Usually people are just like, oh, the huts are just weird slugs. Then you have this guy who would rip people to shreds, and it's like, okay, that guy <laughs> would be a threat. But he still has. He doesn't have legs though, right? He he still gets the skip. No, he's legs still legs. a slug. Yeah, he's okay. still a slug. <laughs> yeah, he's all up about. I don't know if that's derogatory <laughs> towards them. I'm still. Yeah, so it's, that was a an instant poll for me. Add to the poll, as the saying goes, because I want to see, I want to know what happens to Kira. I thought her character was really good. I really enjoyed Solo, and you know, I'd like to know characters' fates. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad they. Uh, I'm glad to see that they're actually continuing, you know, Solo in some aspect. I mean, I, I'm wishing for a part two. So. Um, well, yeah. I have a feeling that they're going to move the Solo characters to a series. I have a strong. Oh, I wouldn't mind that. Sense about that. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be. I think that would actually open up a lot more storytelling opportunities to have Solo and Chewie and you know potentially Lando happening in a show in more episodic form. We've got yeah, much more content. More than, than, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and I could see Donald Glover directing a couple episodes or even producing. That's a possible. Yeah. So okay, as we're at now of Solo, the way it is, there's no nothing besides this comic. Um. Are we assuming that between the card game where he wins the Falcon and uh, Empire Strikes Back, that's there's a point, no point in between where they met again? Or are we still like waiting on that story? We're waiting on that story, but we assume so because of that thing that Han says, that Chewie says, and that Han responds. Oh, well, that was a long he's time like, ago. Yeah. I'm sure he's forgotten about that. There's also, like, you know, I mean, you a lot we, of nerves we, we, that, yeah. we have not, right, exactly. But we also. Well, he did abandon them. Of, he did, yeah, but I mean, so it wasn't the same. Him. There was also, we have no sense of what the Battle of Tanab was or how Han That's Solo true. was witness to what Lando did. Um, okay. That's true, yeah. They must have heard about my little maneuver. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So maybe we'll see the Battle of Tanab in a Solo series or a Lando, in the Lando series that we're supposedly getting. The Calrissian Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, okay. Thank you much, very much, folks. And uh, we shall see you in a month. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Goodbye there. Take care. May the force be with you. Sometimes. Sometimes.